Hey, you're listening to the Busy Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Alexis C. Richardson. I built my five-figure business right out of college, and all while working a nine-to-five job. And I'm still doing both, at least for now. It's time to build the business of your dreams, and we're going to do it together. If you're ready to build a business while balancing a nine-to-five, turn up the volume and let's do the work. Hello, hello. So, all right, truth moment, just right out the gate. This was not the scheduled topic for today's podcast episode. Today, well, it's technically going to be yesterday by the time this goes live. But anyways, I got home from my nine to five and discovered that the unit next door to us was quarantined um, while I was at work. And we were scheduled to have some serious work done on our apartment. And needless to say, I was freaking out, you know, when I saw, you know, the whole situation that was happening. And we really don't know what's going on next door um, other than, you know, the clear right there signs. So when I got, when I get home after my nine to five, I'm in business owner mode, like from six until the next day, like I'm open for business. So when I saw that notice, my stomach dropped, I was like, I am not going to be able to finish my business to-do list today. Like, it's just not going to happen. It was just like crap. And as I've been like packing up our stuff in our apartment um, and really reorganizing things to really get prepared for the unexpected tomorrow, I was like, you know what? I need to take a break. And, you know, why don't I just keep it a buck and share this real life moment and how this crap hitting the fan moment is impacting my business, especially since I am that type of person where from six until the next day, that is when I'm working on my business because I have a nine to five. So things like this always happen at the wrong time, um, the worst time possible. And I am in such a, I guess, transition period this week right now. Um, so this really was unexpected and really unwanted to be quite honestly, um, to be quite honest, I mean, um, But thankfully, I've been working with my business coach to make sure that my business can still function efficiently without me being 100% present all of the time. So today I wanted to share the steps that I've taken to really get me to this point to where like something like a real life moment, you know, crap hitting the fan didn't really impact my business's bottom line at all. So one of the first steps that I took to prepare for um, something like this was changing my business mindset. So I'm really big on mindset. I feel like, you know, things that you think and do, like it has a huge impact, right? So as someone building their business, you know, while I'm, you know, working a nine to five, there's just some things that I can't do. It took me a a long time to actually get to this point where I realized that because I would see my business friends trying new things, extending, you know, their businesses in ways. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could implement this, you know, in a similar fashion, but do it this way. And, you know, I would try 
and then it would fall flat, not because it wasn't a good idea, but because it wasn't a good fit for the season of business that I'm in right now. Um, I had to really do some intense mindset work. And I also come to terms with, you know, limitations that I have. Like, I want to be involved in my business, like, 100% or as much as possible. But I also want to work in corporate, at least for right now. That's the season that I'm in. And it's definitely possible to do both, but I had to be realistic and intentional with my business, you know, figuring out, um, you know, my vision for my business in this season really helped me because when I was able to really write down what my vision was, you know, during the season of my life, I was able to analyze whether or not that vision aligned and matched up with my capacity, my availability, my skill set, and also that of my team, you know? Um, so I think so often we get caught up in what the next person is doing and implementing that we forget to put things into perspective. Like, do we really have the team? Um, or even if we're, you're a solopreneur, do you have the capacity, the availability, the skill set to do what you are trying to do? And, you know, one of the other mindset shifts before I forget, um, that I made was, getting rid of some of my perfectionism and getting rid of some of that perfectionist, I guess, tendencies. Um, you know, I'm a reforming perfectionist and I'm not hating on any of the perfectionists out there, but I really had to let go of some of that behavior because I, it wasn't conducive to increasing the productivity uh, or the productivity productivity in my business. I would want to spend so much time on each project perfecting and sometimes implementing when I had no business implementing um, things for a client. And they would end up wanting the previous version, a version that I didn't, you know, necessarily think was perfect, quote unquote. Um, so a mindset that I kind of had to realize was that perfection or quote unquote perfection it is not quality. Those are two different things. Perfection and quality are two different things. And I would say that understanding my limitations and also changing my perfectionist tendencies are two mindsets that really helped kind of lay the groundwork for me preparing for the unexpected. Because when the unexpected happens, you need to have a great sense of your team and your availability capacity. And you also don't have the leeway to be a perfectionist, to have everything aligned the way you want it to, because right now crap is hitting the fan and you got to figure out what you need to do next. So number two, the second thing that I did in preparation for this is, and I won't spend a lot of time on this because we covered this last week in episode three, is I started leveraging my contractors again um, and in a more efficient way. So I immediately, when I saw what was going down in my my complex, I, I put one of my contractors on notice and said, hey, I may need to shift some things your way um, because I have some home stuff going on and there were a lot of unknowns. So I really wanted to make sure that I gave them notice and also made sure that I checked their availability and capacity for this week as well as next week to see if they even had room to take on more. So 
number three, the third thing that I did, um, and this is something that I and my team have been really working to do is getting ahead um, even when there's no need to. So for instance, my agency has a subscription-based or um, I guess recurring clients that sign on for an extended amount of time. We don't have you know, a lot of these type of things available, but there are a few that have this type of, it's still on a case by case basis. But in those cases, we pretty much know the schedule, um, sometimes even a month in advance. So my goal is always to get at least one or two weeks ahead with those specific clients or on those specific projects. Um, with executing, not just planning, but actually getting ahead with executing one to two weeks ahead of time. When we are actually able to do this, it allows us to focus on newer and more challenging projects. And, um, you know, in cases like this week, you know, in when real life situations happen, we are covered and we don't have to produce as much on that given week as we normally do because we already have maintained the quality product or service and it's already been delivered ahead of time or it's already, you know, in the queue and it's already ready to be sent. So I say all of that to say is work ahead on when you can on specific projects like that work like clockwork or that are set in stone. This allows you to have wiggle room in other areas and other projects um, in your business. Um, And apps that I use or have used in the past to help my team with this is Basecamp, Asana, and Trello. Each of these tools have allowed us to measure progress in different ways and has also allowed us to review each week's objective and each to-do list for every day. So the last thing, or it's really not the last thing, but it's the last thing I can cover today that I've been implementing um, to prepare for days like this is implementing um, and creating project timelines and due dates that have more than enough breathing room to actually execute and deliver to a client. And this ties kind of into the last step that we talked about. Um, I learned very quickly um, that coming in early was better than coming in late or even on time on a project. There's just something about delivering a project ahead of time that um, makes your team happy and also makes your client love you. And who doesn't love that? Plus creating project timelines that um, give you a, more than enough breathing room, gives your team the opportunity to be more creative. And sometimes it's it's really great to kind of step away from projects and come back a day or two later and it gives you fresh perspective. But this is also great because extended timelines also allow for days like this to happen to where if you do need a a day to step away, you can, or if your team does need to take a step away, you know, they have that opportunity. And, um, I've also had <laughs> some contractors ghost me like right before a project proposal was due or right before actual project was due. So I've learned that one, get good contracts in place and two, make sure that that timeline and deadline that 
you already created like enough breathing room in that whatever timeline you give your contractors is earlier than the due date um, than what the actual project due date is. I hope that makes sense. Um, and that's just kind of like a bonus um, is really making sure that you give yourself enough timeline to deliver to your client, but then also create space um, between the project deadline that you give your your contractors. So that's it for this week. I got to get back to packing. So much fun. Um, but just to review what we've covered um, and steps that I've taken to prevent unexpected obstacles from cre- greatly impacting my business um, are number one, shifting my mindset about around what is realistic for my business during this balancing season. Um, number two, leveraging contractors uh, and shifting things off of my plate. Number three is working ahead on projects when I can and when um, when it, even when it's not necessarily quote unquote needed. Number four is creating project timelines that have wiggle room and also giving your contractors deadlines that are ahead of the, the timeline that you have given your client. I hope this was helpful. If you want more information on those, um, project management tools that I talked about earlier, just head on over to thebusybiz.com slash episode four, and you'll find information there. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, rate, and comment. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work. (laughs) 